Yo, what's going on guys? It's your boy Entity here, and welcome to episode 7 of the Annie Poke Bros podcast. As always, I'm joined with the Pokeraf. We're back, baby, after god knows how long, but we're back. Yay! We were all busy doing projects, mostly me, but anyway, uh, and we are also joined with Lumio Shrenazak. Hi, welcome back. Hey, it feels good to be back, actually. It's definitely been quite a while. Um, in today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about the recent new titles and summaries for the Pokemon Journeys anime, future speculation to do with Pokemon Journeys, such as old characters returning, um, news about the opening visuals changing, and some uh, new merchandise, which is very interesting. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right into the first topic, which is the new titles. The new titles are Pokemon Journeys Episode 32, Celebi A Timeless Promise, Episode 33, would you like to do a Pokemon trade? Episode 34, for Solitary Fighter B, ooh, for Threatening Graplock. Episode 35, Get Pikachu. And Episode 36, Crow Out the Sand Tomb, Ash and Girl, ooh. So firstly, we'll be starting with Episode 32, the Celebi episode. The summary for this episode states, quote, Three years ago, Go met a young boy named Tokyo on a family trip to Aselia Town in the Johto region. Tokyo was searching for the mythical Pokemon Celebi, and the two kinded spirits decided to search for it together. But Celebi turned out not to be all that easy to find. The two of them then parted ways, promising to meet up again the next day to continue their search. But Tokyo never showed up at the spot they had promised to meet that day. Flash forward to the present day, when Go once again visits a Celia town, he ends up encountering... Dot, dot, dot. End quote, and we can all pretty much guess who he's going to encounter there. And, um... Mew! <laughs> oh, for Mew sake. Too. Um, Mew too. But yeah, as you guys, if you guys have seen our episode 31 reaction and review, we actually reacted to the uh, preview for this episode as well, and originally we weren't thinking that much for the episode, but ever since seeing that preview, we've been kind of excited for that. And that's simply because, first of all, it looks like Tokyo might have ended up time traveling into the future where he'll still be a kid while girl has obviously grown up but um yeah that, that's already pretty exciting to me but uh raf as for everything else provide your thoughts right now well i think the one thing that we're all looking forward to seeing is the plot and backstory for go like the sad tone from the preview itself pretty much gave us an indication that this is going to be quite like a, not like a dark episode, but it's going to be quite emotional and we're going to be exploring quite a bit of lore and there has been quite of um, a few theories circulating around and the most popular one is that maybe this could be the opportunity for, uh, like what we were saying in the group chat about how um, it could be relating back to episode three where they all meet the Ivy Sword and um, how Go says to Ash, so you're one of those guys. So it could be maybe relating to that. Maybe he had an, an experience with this Tokyo kid beforehand, and that's what made him say it. Um, we've obviously seen a couple of um, episode images as well. We're going to see the, the Elix Forest Shrine's going to be there, so we're, that's probably mm. going to be relating, of course, to Celebi. Um, I don't really know what else to explain. I don't really think it's going to be time travel. The preview just put too much emphasis, and the summary here, that it seems like his friend has travelled into the future or something like that because of just all of that we've seen and um i remember you saying to us in whatsapp raf actually about the gs ball oh um, yes <laughs> so explain that as well if you want well everyone thinks that maybe when i well 
when I done my first thoughts and discussions on this episode, I thought maybe they could be like, you know, maybe finally answering some extra lore to do with the GS ball and to do with Kerr and, you know, etc. etc. Maybe Ash isn't in the Oh yeah, Ash isn't in this episode, so that's another thing to take into consideration too. Mm. This is probably a good setup for them bringing a uh, Go as the main protagonist if they want to set him up like that. This is like the first time in history now that they're not showing Ash and Pikachu. Um but as for the GS ball <sighs> They could maybe answer more stuff to do with that interview back... Oh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but even in the interview, they did say that once that was done, it was cut. Maybe it could show some tie-ins to Forever as well, and M23, but I don't know. Maybe Zach might be able to elaborate a bit more on that. I mean, like, I don't really know how they're going to tie it in. I mean, my hope was, before we got the summary, my hope was that maybe, like, Ash would be there, and then maybe we could finally get some closure with the GS ball. But, like, they're purposely taking him out of the episode, like, almost to avoid that scenario. Like, oh, Ash was in Azalea Town, and they didn't bring up the GS ball. Um, so that's, like, interesting. But also, I kind of see it in this interesting way where, like, um, kind of tagging it, like, and tying it to, like, the video that I did about Pokemon movies, canon and stuff. Um, obviously, M23 isn't going to be canon because it's part of the alternate universe storyline. But it seems like this episode was supposed to come out around the same time as movie 23 so mm -hmm. it could be seen as like this episode what is it episode 32 is like yeah. Go's journey but then the movies like the parallel like maybe they're happening at the same time because like ah. if you see ash's clothes in the new movie it's like inspired by his pokemon journeys outfit so you can almost interpret it as oh this is like a pokemon journeys version of au ash so it's like why isn't go in the movie oh because mm -hmm. they're on separate adventures the episode is just about go the movies is just about ash that's like a fun, like, headcanon way, I guess, of thinking about it. Because if you think about it, like, it would appear like, wouldn't it come out the week before or, like, the week after the movie? That's usually how it is and with yeah. Celebi. So it's like, you would watch the episode. Oh, there's no Ash. Where you want to see Ash? Go watch the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. Um, and kind of going back to what um, Raph said, touching on the topic about, like, uh, possible time travel and, like, ghost backstory. Um, we talked about this a little bit with the preview, but it's like it's very interesting because at first I thought this episode was going to be like an episode nine scenario. Where it's like, oh, we're going to find Celebi, but then we don't find it. And then it gets a quick cameo at the end of the episode, like how they treated Ho-Oh. But now yeah. this seems even more interesting because I feel like Celebi still might get the same treatment. Like it's going to get a cameo in the episode, but it won't really be the main focus. I think the main thing is about developing Go and his backstory with mm. this kid Tokyo, which explains why Ash wouldn't be in the episode because they want to focus on Go. It, it wouldn't really make sense to have Ash there, at least. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he'll get a cameo or something. But, like, just the fact that it seems like he, he was really good friends with him. And then the next day they were supposed to meet to try to continue to find Celebi. And then Go never saw him again. So he felt betrayed. He thought his friend betrayed him. That's why, like, even in the preview, he's like, oh, Tokyo, you jerk or whatever. Yeah. We made a promise. We were supposed to be friends. And then that kind of might, might connect to why the line that Ralph said, he's like, oh, you're one of those guys or whatever. Because, like, even in episode one... I think like Koharu was like, oh, you're just more interested in Pokemon. How come you don't make friends or something like that? He's like, oh, who cares about friends? You know, like his mm -hmm. only friend was Koharu. And then even he had like he kind of struggled a little bit to get to know Ash in episode three. But, you know, so this could finally give us that development. Even like looking back. Wow. I just hate me. Um, the episode where we were go caught Cubo and we got the flashback of his family. The back, yeah. His childhood and stuff. Like his parents were like were kind of concerned because he was always on the computer. He wasn't really worried about making friends. They even mentioned his only friend is Kaharu. He just spends time looking for Pokemon. So it's like this could be the reason why. You know, he he made friends with Tokyo to look for Celebi. And even in the episode, I feel like even if we don't get Celebi, we're gonna get some good moments of other Pokemon because it seems like 
even in the preview shows, he's befriending like a, a what is a Sunflora or something like that, the wild yeah. Pokemon there. So that, that might contribute even more to why he likes looking for Pokemon and stuff like that. Because um, he's always had that interest since we first met him. So I'm just looking forward to it. It seems like a very like kind of like you said, Raph, not like a, like a dark episode, but more like an emotional backstory for Go that he really needs because uh, right now he's just Go! But yeah. this will really add more depth to his character, which I'm really looking forward to. Hmm. You de- you definitely hit the nail on the head of how I feel about that too. Like this is definitely the first Go episode I am excited for as well because literally every other Go yeah. summary <laughs> and um, freebie we've got, and I've just been eh. I've been one of the episodes I've had, I've just been eh too. But this one, this is the first one to actually get me excited for a while because of that possible. Uh, back well, there is a backstory event, you know, possible development as well. So I, I am really intrigued to see this episode. And um, originally, um, when this title got revealed, I was like, oh, another Celebi episode as well. But it makes sense as well because, um, again, they want to showcase every single Pokemon in the series. So Celebi had to eventually get an episode as well. But because it seems to be, to me at least, my theory, like I said earlier on, that this friend of his time traveled to the future, it seems. But this episode's going to be very intriguing with its story there. So I actually like that as well, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, like, that's kind of, like, what I was going to say. Like, it could honestly go either way. It could be that, like, his friend Tokyo went to the future. And when Go visits Azalea Town again now, he sees him as a kid still. Or, like, the kid went back in time. Celebi sent him back in time. And then he aged. And now he's an adult. Yeah. Like, it could go either way, honestly. Because it seems like he's like, oh, Go visits Azalea Town. And then... Like, it kind of makes you want to think, oh, he's going to see Celebi now. But, like, it seems like since the focus is on him in Tokyo, it's like, oh, he's going to run into him and he's going to find out why he he abandoned him, quote unquote. And it's probably with Celebi. Kind of like a movie four scenario with Professor Oak and Sam time yeah. traveling. And then, yeah. So that that's interesting. Definitely. So um, to put in a nutshell, we're all very intrigued to see this episode indeed. Alright, so moving on to the next episode, boys, we have the, uh, Who Wants to Trade a Pokemon, which the summary states, quote, Ash and Go are visiting the Familiar City trade event, where a trainer that really wants a pincer asks Go to trade with them. End quote. Zach, you start with your thoughts regarding this episode. So, um, right off the bat, I mean, initially, initially we had the theory like, oh, maybe Go's gonna try to trade his Scyther to get a Scizor or something like that. And it's still possible, but because um, the summary emphasis has the emphasis on Pinsir, like maybe that's what's going to happen. Go's going to end up trading it. Um, and I see like it's probably going to be parallels to episode 15 of the original series where Ash traded his Butterfree for Eradicate. And then like eventually he realizes, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have done that. He feels bad. He regrets it. And then he gets it by the end of the episode. Um, And something interesting about that, although it's kind of like recycling an old plot point, I feel like a lot of this series has kind of been doing that. I mean, we already kind of talked about a little bit with the episode prior. Like, it seems like they're kind of doing the movie four plot line a little bit with Go. And this just like hammers the point home even further, like more and more that like it seems like they're setting up Go to be the next main protagonist of this series. So like even Raph touched on this before because... Like, a lot of the early episodes, it felt like such a grind because a lot of the episodes were focusing on introducing Pokemon mechanics and stuff to go, whether it be Pokemon battling. Now this one is about trading and stuff like that. And he's kind of going through the same story beats that Ash went through in the original series. Kind of like Goodbye Raboot was the same thing as, like, Goodbye Pikachu. It's like he's going through the same development. So this is his moment, his episode to learn about Pokemon trading and then, like, realize whether a trade is worth it or not. You know what I mean? So that's... 
going to be very interesting. I want to see how they handle it. Maybe Ash will end up getting a trade. I doubt it. I really doubt it, but you never know since Ash will probably probably be there as well. Um, I hope it's not just, oh, I trade pincer. Oh, man, I, I miss my pincer when Go never uses his pincer. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that. <laughs> it's a bit of a wimp anyway, even, yeah, even like, when he went to the battlefront, he didn't want to battle. Exactly. Like, I hope there's a bit more to it. Like, if he does get his pincer back, I do hope he, like, let's say he trades his dust talks to get a, the butterfly that he wanted, or he trades some, he has so many Pokemon he could trade to just get something out of it, not just, I miss my pincer that I don't even spend time with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's had Pokemon here and there that he's obviously spent a lot of time with, such as Subol, Farfetch, Cypher. But pincer, we've rarely seen much from it. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't, if, if it was like a full parallel to the Butterfree episode of rather it be a, um, you know, Pokemon he's actually bonded with, first of all, instead of uh, mm. just Pinsir, who's been there in the background. But, um, yeah. Rabu for Riolu, it's time, boys. Oh, it's gonna God. happen. There it is! There it is! There's, there's the Rabu there's the Rabu joke, and there's the <laughs> Bomb Phenomenon joke. I, I, I knew both were coming at some point in this podcast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as for me, this episode, it looks decent. I'm hoping that, uh, regardless of the summary, that we do get to see Go, you know, get rid of his extra Pokemon he's got there, uh, such as those Dust Talks, so he can get something else in return that he doesn't have yet. That'd be pretty cool to add to the tracker of Pokemon and all of that. So, yeah, but other than that, that's what I've really got to say about this episode, pretty much. Because um, the original theory of Scizor has been pretty much buried in the ground at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Raph, what about you? Pretty much what Zach said, you know, I don't think, well, of course, the scissor thing ain't going to happen now. It would have been nice if it did, you know, maybe for him to understand about trade, trades and evolutionary items for him to actually, like, progress a bit further with Cypher, because Cypher does seem to be the one Pokemon that he uses a lot in rotation now. Um, apart from that, yeah, it's probably just going to be, like Zach said, an episode where he trades Pinsir, has a little moment, is like, oh, I want it back, or maybe he does trade it permanently and gets the counterpart, Heracross, but we haven't seen any sign of Heracross to be known in that, so it's probably out of, the window. out of the window with that. But apart from that, yeah, it'd probably just be one of those episodes where he feels remorse, I want my Pokemon back, he learns about it, then, you know, has a little hug with Pinsir, oh, I promise to always... Like, you know, look after you, all of that shit, and, you know, something that's really sentimental, but who knows? Who knows? It's interesting to know that it could be two Go-focused episodes in a row as well. That's pretty interesting. Um, well, we had we had, we had had the three for Kaharu, we've had the two for Go, and then the one after that is just one for Ash. Oh, wait, Ash gets it all the time, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but speaking of the next episode, the next episode, boys, is the B episode, which the summary two. states, quote... Ash and Go are visiting the fighting dojo in Saffron City with the intent of challenging the Karate Master, who's the dojo master, to a Pokemon battle. But it turns out he's just lost to a fighter-type gym leader from the Gala region. End quote. And then after this summary as well, we got some images released of uh, B just doing a fighting pose and uh, Graplot battling against Riolu, and that Graplot looks very weird to me. I've only made <laughs> tweets on Twitter about it. It looks like it comes straight out of a cartoon instead of an anime because of how it's drawn there. But um, yeah, straight away, I'll just jump into my thoughts here. I thought it would be pretty obvious that before we got those images as well, that one, 
Ash would indeed be battling B in this episode, and that's kind of hype, not gonna lie. She's uh, definitely one of my favorite gala gym leaders, and uh, will definitely push Riolu to the edge, which I thought Riolu would indeed battle as well. Um, but I'm hoping, um, when we get the actual episode, that this will end up being a 2v2, just so we can see Farfetch'd have its first full battle alongside Riolu as well, because sure, Riolu's had that battle against that... Lieutenant Surge, gym leader guy thing, but um, this will be, you know, a full battle we'll actually be able to see. So, um, yeah. And um, I know Raph is kind of hoping for Ash will lose against B here as well, so, you know, you can explain your thoughts regarding that. Yeah, I've been going on about it all day today on Twitter, so I thought, why not bring it up for the perfect occasion for this? <laughs> to be honest, like, I can understand... The whole concept. People want Ash to beat B, you know, you know, they want him to be on a winning streak, etc. etc. But I think that with Riolu being like one of the focuses, depending of course if it is a two v two battle, I think that he should lose. Now, ever since Riolu's been, you know, um the main focus for Ash, he's been constantly training, he's been constantly wanting to win, and he has been winning apart from obviously that one occasion with Team Rocket when Pikachu got captured. And um I just think it would be a good plot point for both of them for just a bit more development. Yes, they're developing now during training and Ash is looking after Rioli and Rioli has been shown here and there, here and there. But Rioli hasn't actually had that little setback yet for it to understand what it feels like to lose. And then this could actually just bring out future plot points for it to like get better. The friendship between him and Ash bond even better. And then before you know it, we're going to get the evolution for the Lucario. I just think that... With the way that this battle could be set out, like, for example, look at that grapple. It looks, whilst you did say it looks really weird, Ben, it looks really <laughs> menacing. And, like, it could probably thrash Riolu if it's been, like, come on, it's a gym leader's Pokemon. B's no joke around in Gala, like, especially if she's taken on uh, Leon before as well. Yeah, and yeah, the thing yeah. is, is, like, people really underestimate the Gala gym leaders. Like, I've been seeing some comments there, and I'm going to call them out literally, I don't get Like, oh, God. Think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they think that, you know, Riolu can one-shot Grapplot, and I'm thinking, huh? what, because it, cause it done it with Electabuzz before, even though that was obviously pre-screen like, shown. Yeah. What, like, it's, it's, uh, it's just a bit, I think it's a bit OTT. But the main thing is, I believe it's just a good opportunity to kickstart some development for both of them, inevitably coinciding with the evolution that's going to come. And um, if he does lose, then good he'll be able to learn something if he wins fine that's cool but i would rather see him lose in a certain occasion like this of course there's loads of other opportunities that he could lose against other people but um this could be the first time before ash has to like elevate into the hyper class he sets himself like a sort of little challenge arc to try and see if he can beat b and then you know push himself higher and we'll probably get a lucario by then yeah 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 um, and I, I was saying this on Twitter as well, what better way to make Ash lose than by a new gym leader he's never battled before compared exactly. to all the random trainers on the street he's been battling so far and that one old gym leader, which was Karina. This is an entirely new trainer to him, so I, I would love th it to simply be B because of that as well. Mm -hmm. But um, Zach, what about you? What do you think of this episode? Yeah, um, I mean, I agree with basically everything you guys said. I love the whole aspect of, like, oh, Ash losing. I mean, it's not that I want him to lose, because some people yeah. complain on Twitter. Oh, why do you want Ash to lose? It's so oh, tired of day, literally. Like, there's nothing wrong with him losing if it, if it like, leads to something better. Like, exactly. I feel like one of my favorite, like, just, so, like, a, a tiny tangent, but, like, one of my favorite gym battles in the Sinnoh 
series is the first one where Ash went up against Rourke and he lost in front of Paul because he was trying to like show him up after Paul just got his win. I love that battle just because he lost and they made him had to like strategize and come up with a better battle plan. And he did it great the following time he battled him. Like it's stuff like that. Like, of course, nobody wants to see him lose like against the way he did against Cameron or Tobias or mm-hmm. fucking trip. Like that's stupid. But, you know, for story purposes, this would be a good time to lose. I mean, I want him to win all the time. Let's be honest. But, you know, in the storytelling yeah. <laughs> purpose for story purposes, it would be a good idea to make him lose just because for one thing. This is a Galar gym leader, but she's in Kanto. Like, I, initially, I thought this episode was going to be in, in Galar because, oh, Ash goes there. Why would a Galar gym leader be in Kanto? But it's also cool because we're going to also get to see a Galar gym leader battle without using Dynamax because she can't Dynamax. Oh, so yeah. She's going to show her full strength without having to use that. You know well, what I mean? The reason for cool. it to be crazy. For yeah, real. like, people complain, like, oh, you know, Dynamax is so easy. Like, it's, it's so uninteresting. Well, now we're going to see what Galar trainers can do without Dynamax. And it seems like they're hyping her up considering she beat the Karate Master in the in the of the dojo and yeah. i could see a scenario where ash let's say he does lose this is going to motivate him to train a little like more development for him and riolu and then maybe a rematch when he goes to galar and then there she uses dynamax like let's say a gigantamax machamp or something like that because we're gonna have to see it eventually anyways yeah. if they want to show up every pokemon so this would be the perfect scenario i could see her coming back and it's also like it's so fitting that they use b when you think about it because like this is the second fighting type gym leader Ash is ba- battling, and Riolu's <laughs> gonna be involved. This is, this is like perfect development for Riolu. So whether he yeah. wins or loses, this is definitely gonna be Riolu episode. Yeah, for the fighting types. Um, but I also really hope we get development for Ash's Farfetch'd because uh, yeah. he's super cool, and I don't like how he's used as a punching bag right now. Like he's just kind of there to help Riolu get stronger. But like, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Um, I would love to see it like get stronger and, you know, um, not saying it's going to evolve or anything, but this could be a good development for him as well. Maybe get a win because we haven't seen it in an official battle yet. Yeah. All of Ash's Pokemon have. So I'm really hoping it's 2v2, even though the focus is on Grapp Locked. I hope it's like 2v2. Let's say Ash and um, his Riolu and Farfetch lose. So then he uses them in the rematch later on. And maybe by then they're evolved later in the series. Like that would be a cool way to tie everything back together but um Ooh, that'd be yeah cool, that's actually, like saving the battle till many episodes later instead of just like two episodes later for example that'd be a really cool twist actually yeah that's that's so cool and also another interesting thing is about what is it the the karate master he's a character um, of the day he's a character yeah. of the day which is interesting i'm uh, like first of all it's interesting that we're going back to the fighting dojo because we've seen it before in the in the battle frontier saga you know what I mean? Um, and now Ash is going back. And I'm wondering if some of the characters from that episode will be there. Because I, the whole plot was like, oh, the, the dojo master wanted to leave so he can run a noodle shop. And his, he wanted his son to take over, but he, he wanted to do noodles as well. But they left it to, like, the girl <laughs> or whatever who was training. I wonder if she's still there. And the fact that the karate master there, I don't think it's the same one who left. Um, it seems like it is this character of the day, which is interesting. Our first, like, I guess, character of the day that comes back. Does he count as character of the day anymore if he came back now? He's a Not recurring really. character. He's, he's just <laughs> a recurring character, yeah. Recurring, yeah. yeah. So, like, real quick, yeah. It's, like, it's interesting because the way they introduced him in the anime, he wasn't really involved with the dojo, but they kind of handled him the same way you do in the games. Like, he's not the karate dojo the karate dojo master it's so fucking confusing <laughs> the karate master in the games in the gold and silver games he's not in the dojo in saffron city you have to find him at mount modar i think it is mount motor or something like that between uh what is it ecritique and um fucking prices gym 
and that's where he was in the anime. So like it's kind of tying into the game. So now you can finally see him at his element, maybe make the connection. Oh, he was here all along. I don't know. It would just be it's just cool the the idea that maybe this is the same character of the day, and if they bring him back, then that's that's dope. Hmm. I was gonna say that I remember uh, we were originally talking about that. Well, I I would say to you guys that uh, oh, I believe some character of the days were returning. You guys were like nah, but now look what's happening. Now look what's happening. <laughs> we uh, could potentially right. see the game. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that as well. Uh, we'll obviously later into this podcast talk about more returning characters as well. But um, yeah, overall, this is definitely the most hype episode of the bunch. I would say I'm definitely looking really forward to this episode. And even if Ash doesn't lose the game speed, for example. Um, I'm sure it'll still be a cool battle regardless. Um, each World Coronation Series battle that hasn't been against a randomer have been pretty cool so far. Alright, so the next episode we've got here, boys, is the I Got Pikachu episode, which the summary states, quote, Go wants to get his own Pikachu, so he heads straight for a place where there's said to be an outbreak of them. There he counters a whole lot of Pikachu, end quote. And I'll start with my thoughts here. So straight away on Twitter, everybody feels like Girl will actually be going to the Pikachu Valley in the Alola region on Akala Island. And I personally don't think that will happen because I feel like the first episode where Ash would go to Alola, he would be on Meli Meli Island before any other island. Uh, And he would want to go there first, even if he has to do a mission on another island, just so he can say hi to Kuki and all of that. I truly believe that would be the case. So that's why I don't think it would be the Pikachu Valley area, but rather... I mean, they also would say it's Alola. They always emphasize whenever yeah. they're going to a different region. They wouldn't just say, they're going to a place with Pikachu. Oh, by the way, it's Alola. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So what I think is going on here is that Ash could be like, oh, I know a place where there is a lot of Pikachu uh, near Familiar City. And then he takes Go to the area where he almost said goodbye to Pikachu in the episode titled Goodbye Pikachu. Oh. So that's the place I think they're referencing down. We could maybe get another, you know, Kanto flashback. But yeah, um, that's why I think it will be getting his Pikachu. And as for in regards to how I feel with Go getting his own Pikachu, I feel like it's a little bit too early on in the series. I feel like it would be later down the series if he was to truly, you know, take over Ash as the main protagonist. But still, he yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess I guess I can do I, I guess it's fine seeing it here, but I would have preferred if it was later down the line. Um and hopefully it does have a personality but in exactly like Pikachu's as well. But um mm-hmm. Zach, what do you have to say about this episode? Um yeah, it's like it's definitely gonna be interesting because it does feel like it's too early, especially since um Go doesn't really give that much attention. not I don't wanna say attention, that sounds like that sounds pretty shitty, but uh his Pokemon don't really get that much shine besides Rabu and now Sabo and Sabo he just caught it and it hasn't really gotten that much focus since he's caught it he's just kind of been with Go on the sidelines which is fine but you know what I mean so it seems weird if you're gonna catch a Pikachu I feel like that's just gonna overshadow everything he has he's like oh shit he caught the mascot of the fucking series he's like Ash now that's gonna be the talk of the town who the fuck cares about Rabu and Sabo when Go caught a fucking Pikachu you know what I mean um so it's gonna be interesting it's what I see happening which is unfortunate. Like, uh, I feel like Team Rocket are definitely going to be in this episode. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention that. Yeah, it's it's always like that. They're going to be like, "Oh, lots of Pikachu, let's catch the Pikachu!" 
and, and then, then one, like, and then one special one goes to go or some shit like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like go, go befriends one or something like that. He he helps like let's say they use you know the stereotypical team rocket scenario. There's a net, a bunch of Pikachu's, and oh they missed one and go befriends. Like I'll help your friends or you know it seems I like it seems like I know where this is going. It seems very predictable because it's happened before. Whenever we get like a Pikachu or even Pichu focused episode where there's like a bunch of them, um, but yeah, uh, there's not really much else for me to say other than than that like uh i just see him like i don't see him catching one straight away if he's gonna catch one he's probably gonna befriend one throughout the episode that's it but i still feel like it's a little too soon for pikachu but it all depends on how they handle it one thing i do want to happen though if he does end up catching a pikachu i want it to be a female one i want it to be a nice counterpart to ashes maybe they could build a nice little relationship themselves between them like how obviously go and ash are slowly building up their friendship even more and more as the time goes by and then they live happily ever after and, and they, they live back to oh, Kangaskhan. yeah literally it. but yeah overall pretty much what zach said hit the nail on the head with everything but i just really hope that if go does get one he has maybe like a special variant compared to, to ashes or at the least a female one or maybe you could even get a male one as well and then maybe it could be just like a a, le- a legit like copy of the relationship Ash and Go have together, Pikachu and Pikachu like that. Maybe Ash's Pikachu will mentor like Go's Pikachu just like how Ash is doing to Go, especially during the circumstances he has during battles or awkward situations where Pokemon get captured by Team Rocket, like for example, happened with the Subway episode. But hard to tell at the moment. I guess we're just gonna have to find out real soon. Yeah, like I see, I definitely expect, let's say if Go is to catch one, it's going to have a completely different personality from Ashes just to separate the two because I feel like it would be a little bit redundant. Um, I feel like this one would definitely be like a female. That's a good way to contrast from Ashes or like maybe have like an edgy personality or just like, I don't know, a more stubborn personality than Ashes because Ashes is just very like, he's kind of like Ash. He's very loyal. He's uh, kind of basic, no offense, but I do like Pikachu. I feel like it'll be interesting because uh, kind of like throwing it back to the Pikachu Valley episode, there was a lot of different Pikachus with different like hairstyles and personalities. That would be cool if like if Go were oh, to yeah. catch one, yeah. you get some, something like that that's very distinct and unique to him and not just Ash's Pikachu 2.0. You know what I mean? <laughs> Holy shit, I just thought of something. What if the twist is like Go's trying to catch a Pikachu, but then he ends up catching a Raichu, actually? I was going to say that. I was literally going to say... Like well, the gang Go, member, the leader. If, if Go yeah. wants to catch every single Pokemon in the series, he needs a Raichu at some point. But at the same time, if we really do feel like Go is going to uh, take over as Ash for the protagonist one day, then you'll need a Pikachu alongside him because, you know, Pikachu is the mascot of the franchise. But if you want to put that theory aside at the moment and just focus on, Pika, uh, focus on you know, him completing the Pokedex, then yeah, Raichu would seem more likely, you know. And um, I remember um, seeing a theory on Twitter once about what if Go's Pikachu or whatever he ends up catching could end up evolving into the Alolan Raichu because we uh, he does need uh, variants as well. Oh, and yeah. um, the Pikachu doesn't need to come from uh, Alola to only evolve into Alolan Raichu. It can come from anywhere and then still evolve in Alola. It's just wherever the regional forms come from, you know? So I could see that happening at the same time, but um, at the same time, you know, it could just be the Pancake Girls Raichu or whatever, because we've already <laughs> been established that one. It's how Raichu. <laughs> that too, I forgot about him. Um, the Return. The of course. Forget about rivals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Poor how. <laughs> how could you forget about how? 
And finally, we're coming to episode 36, which is Croat the Santu, Ash and Girl. The summary states, quote, Ever since this battle against B, Ash has kept performing poorly in official battles. Meanwhile, a strange massive sandstorm has started blowing in Morval City in the Hoenn region. This sandstorm supposedly lures people inside it with a beautiful song. I should go head there to investigate and find out if this is the work of a yet-to-be-discovered Pokemon. And as they go up against the mystery of the sandstorm, they eventually end up battling the powerful Pokemon, Flygon. But as the Flygon uses its speed to toy with Ash, Go tries a surprising tactic. End quote. And, um, oh boys, oh wow. boys. Mm. Oh, first of all, I just want to say straight mm. away that back in 2018, I made a video titled Top 10 Pokemon I Want Ash Ketchum to Catch. Lucario was on that list. Are we getting Lucario? Um, unfortunately, we haven't got Eevee to this day. <laughs> but, um,. Flygon was also on that list. It was towards the lower end of the list, around number 8 or 7 or something like that, if I remember correctly. So, I really do hope Ash actually ends up getting Flygon. Um, but at the same time, the summary does emphasize Go having a surprising tactic. But at the same time, I, I don't think that necessarily means Go will catch it. Because obviously, we've seen... You know, Ash and Go team up before against Golurk, and they both wanted to get it, but they were like, alright, whoever gets it first gets to keep it, and obviously Go got it first, so I could totally see it being a situation like that. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll pass on the thoughts to one of you next. Uh, Zach, you start with how you feel about this episode and the whole Flygon thing so far. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of like a uh, similar story to what you did. Um, you said you made the top 10 Pokemon you want Ash to catch. I made the similar video earlier this year once we found out about ash and the possibility of him catching older gen pokemon and flygon is also on my list i believe it's number mm. six um i don't expect i didn't expect him to catch him which is why he's pretty like kind of mid in the list because he already has dragonite but you know he has two fighting types now so you you know you don't know with this series so like i'm definitely hyped with that but um i'm trying to keep my expectations low because i don't want to go into the episode thinking oh flygon ash is gonna get flygon and then if go catches it ah oh, fuck go i hate go he catches up like pokemon you know what i mean <laughs> um i try to be optimistic you know be realistic just accept it any way it is but you know i try to go for that negative outcome in my mind so you know i'll be prepared for it um but just based off of the episode summary alone first of all when we first had the initial summaries of the rough translations it was hard to tell. It implied that Ash might lose to B or whatever, and he's feeling down. But this one straight up says he's been performing poorly in official battles, meaning his loss against B is affecting his performance and is making him lose even more battles, which is probably like making him lose his ranking. So this is like an interesting arc for him now. That that's super interesting. And yeah, um, the reason why I feel like even though I don't want to get my hopes up, it seems like Ash will be the more likely person to catch Flygon is because since the episode is emphasizing starting off with Ash's in a bit of a slump right now and he's even struggling with flygon maybe this episode is supposed to be the comeback of ash of how he's supposed to bounce back and get back to his old self like by beating a powerful flygon and maybe even catching it and adding on to his team that's definitely gonna increase you know his confidence and everything even though it's like oh go might have a tactic or whatever it could imply like make you think oh shit maybe go's got something go's got the upper hand he's gonna catch it but ah just just the way it's set up like ash is doing bad it only makes sense that this episode is gonna address that and you know bring our boy back around i don't think he's gonna be like uh it's kind of similar to his loss against paul in lake acuity where he kind of had a slump and then that episode after was just about him trying to get his confidence again i feel like this is the type of episode they're kind of going for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. raf what about you bro 
Well, I can happily say I'm probably the only any Poke Bro that hasn't made a video that they want Ash to catch Pokemon. But even though I made a team <laughs> prediction, that doesn't count anyway. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much confirmed, of course. Then from this summary itself, that Ash does lose to be, and like you know, like Zach mentioned, this could be like a great motivation to get his um his spirits back up again after the constant loss that it like it's, it's like what it says is being performing poorly in official battles continuously or something like that. But um, Flygon, yeah, a great pick for a Pokemon that we will believe that Ash should get, maybe will get, who knows. The thing that's concerning me a bit is about Go, about the surprise tactic. Like, we don't know if maybe this is going to be something like Golurk where it's a raid battle and, like, Go snaps the catch later on because maybe he wanted to catch a different Pokemon. But come on, Go's been catching all of these other Pokemon as well. He's had them, He's got them at the lab and it wouldn't make sense for him to have such a cool Pokemon like Flygon just chilling there. Unless if he actually sit there. Yeah, it just <laughs> literally does nothing. Just sits on a tree, like protecting over the lab with Golurk. But this is the thing, like if it's actually going to be something meaningful for Go, then cool. Yeah, but he's not doing that right now. So it makes all the more sense for uh, Ash to catch it. Like Zach said, I don't want to get my uh, hopes up too much, but it's looking interesting. We'll probably have to wait and see when we do the live reaction to the episode, but um, it's it's going to be fun. Like, you know, more we'll see. We're going back to Hoenn again, but Hoenn's cool. It's better than Kanto, so that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also see, like, uh, a possible scenario. Let's say Ash doesn't catch it, because, you know, we still, we still got to keep our expectations low. Just right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, let's say Go does catch it. The only thing I, I kind of see happening with Ash, though, is, like, maybe he does still have, like, that bounce back storyline for this yeah. episode and like mm. whatever strategy he uses that helps him get the get the advantage against flygon is what helps ash you know bounce back and he comes up with the new battle strategies like oh shit maybe i can try this for my next world championship match but um or maybe actually it, it seems possible maybe like because it seems like because ash is doing poorly in his battle because of his loss that's why he sucks against flygon maybe yeah. go comes up with an idea but he can't pull it off well enough because you know he doesn't have the experience of ash and then that's what kind of like ignites a moment where you're like oh we need you ash like come on you can try this he does whatever strategy go does and then go but you know the ash version <laughs> where he catches flag on hopefully fingers crossed well, that's a shame about trace theory though because he predicted uh cinderace to maybe evolve in episode 35 and 36 so yeah but like i think it's totally possible though still because since they mentioned ghost tactic or whatever maybe his strategy could help like his Raboot evolve. Let's say he has oh, an idea, he can't pull it off, and then Cinderace evolve, and then that would justify oh, like Ash's capture for Flygon. So they both walk away with new Pokemon. Ash with Flygon, go with Raboot, instead of fucking go with Flygon and Ash gets nothing. You know what I mean? Tactics revealed. So that might be it. That, I don't know, because, you know, I mean, more more coming later on about Cinderace, but yeah, like... Yeah, we kind of spoiled it. <laughs> something's gonna happen, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um... Yeah, um, if Ash does end up getting flag on, it's definitely going to be one of those reactions where I end up screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, and <laughs> what, what makes <laughs> I just realized what you meant, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, what makes these captures even more great for me, like especially with Farfetch, we thought it was going to go to go, and it looks like the with the K uh, with flag on it, it's looking like that again so for it to do a 180 and go to ash instead that's what makes the reaction so much more greater to me as well i really like it when pokemon journeys does this um but regardless of that i do also want to mention that um in regards to why i do think ash will get flygon though but again we will keep our expectations low 
just in case. But anyway, um, the episode before this one, we of course just discussed the Pikachu episode. And Go is looking for a Pikachu. So, it, I wouldn't expect two Go capture episodes back to back. Yeah, sure, he kind of does it in every yeah. single episode. But this mm. is a major capture. And yes, we've seen Ash get major captures back to back as well in old series. Such as Froakie to Fletchling or something like that. But that was like towards the start of the series as well. We're coming towards the end of season one here. And again, you guys made a very good point about how Flygon is a very powerful Pokemon. And um, that also brings me to my second point. Some people are a little bit upset that Ash is getting two Dragon types. uh, And also has two Fighting types on his team. But to me personally, I don't mind this whatsoever. Because when Riolu evolves, it will introduce the Steel type in any way. And if Ash does get Dragonite, he has a ground type in on that Flygon as well. So he's still bringing two new types into this. And they are still different compared to the other Pokemon that share a type with them. And compared to Unifer, where Ash had a rotation team. Uh, I think he's going to have a rotation team in Journeys again. Um, I feel like we're still going to get to see Ash switch all these Pokemon back and forth. So he wouldn't like have both dragons on at the same time if he is to actually have a rotation team if you get what i mean so he could actually end up balancing his team that way as well so that's why i also don't see it as that big of a deal as well yeah agreed oh yeah as in regards to mobile city as well i'm really hoping we do get to see the auras redesign here as well because obviously oh, so far point. in yeah so far in journeys we've seen Old locations get some sleek modern looks, such as the Familian Gym, um, mm-hmm. that place. Innovation. Where Rabbit was going to say bye bye. I can't remember which region they were in for that episode. Um, Little Root. Ah, oh. yes, Hoenn then. Um, so, yeah, I, I I really hope we do get to see or, uh, the Auras design for more of our city there, especially because I liked it a lot more compared to the original as well. Um, so yeah, there's just some little detail I wanted to Ooh. add it on to there as well, to be honest. <laughs> so the final point I wanted to bring up as well is Ash's return in Pokemon. Um, I feel like that's going to be a Season 2 thing. So for those people who are like, oh, I wish he could stop getting new captures at the moment because I want to see all Pokemon return. We're still getting introduced to the series just remember that because we're still in season one but i feel like starting season two we will start to see old pokemon return here and there as well and um even when pokemon have returned in the past as well for example with the Sinnoh league i still had his Sinnoh team there as well um mm. so he needs to still yeah. build at least a team of six for this current series as well and so- like in um in hoenn and gen 3 Ash didn't bring back his older Pokemon to Battle Frontier the last season. Whenever he does bring them back, it's usually at the last season, near the end of the series, because they want the the first they want the first good chunk of the series to focus on the new Pokemon. It wouldn't make sense, you know what I mean? So I, I, it's probably that to be honest. That's what they've always done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, there we go. There's our thoughts on all the uh, upcoming titles so far. So let's now move on to some future speculation. Starting yeah. with old characters returning. Raph, I'll allow you to elaborate on this. Okay, so, um, as you guys know, of course, I managed to speak to uh, Ash and Serena, big up them as well for always providing us with the latest info, and um, they were mentioning about basically about how this article obviously explains that old characters from the past are going to be returning. Um, We'll talk about the opening and the visuals later on, of course. But the main thing that they were bringing up was about 
how um, they were talking about past characters from all of the seasons could potentially be returning. It's not just about companions. So obviously we've had Karina so far. We've had a little flashback of Surge and stuff. But um, it's going to be quite exciting to see if Ash has to elevate in the rankings and then take on another past trainer. Like, he's like, oh my God, I haven't seen you for a while. Oh yeah, I'm just competing in the World Coronation. Oh God, I can't believe I called it that. Wow. And I'm <laughs> taking part in the World Championships. And yeah, I, I, I yeah, for real. And I need to take you on. Oh, maybe he needs to get into the hyper class to like take on, I don't know. Maybe he will actually take on Surge to get into the hyper class. Or it could be just someone completely different. Everyone's going, Serena, Serena, Lily, Lily. May, Dawn, maybe, maybe it could be. But from the terminology that Ash and Serena was mentioned, they were mainly talking about just like characters in mm. general. They didn't, it didn't specifically say our companions. And I'm not going to be rude, but I don't know where the hell people are getting Pokemon from because nothing in that interview said Pokemon. So pipe down a little bit, please. Shut up, Greninja fanboys. <laughs> oh, there it is. I didn't have to mention it. But still, yeah, returning characters. It's going to be exciting. Like, we've already seen one return and they had a big part in, obviously, Ash's two, plot actually. and development. Oh, yeah, two, of course, Gherkin. yes. Yeah, yeah, Gherkin. Yeah, that's true. All, uh, two in one. Two in one episode. There we go. Exactly. Who knows? We might even get two in one in another episode. Maybe May and Max might come back. Ew, not Max. Fuck Max. <laughs> Keep him in Hohen, yeah. <laughs> so, some people some people would be happy. But yeah, it's... um. It's, uh, oh, I, I keep repeating it, but it's just so unpredictable. Zach, what do you think? Um, see, like, I mean, I'm excited for it because I feel like, um, when it comes to bringing characters back, I hope they bring them back with a purpose. And so far, it seems like they're doing that. Um, they had, we had the flashback to Surge, and that's like hinting to like a rematch. That probably explains why Ash made the switch against what is it, Viscus's Raichu? We didn't get the vice keys or whatever yeah point is ash was battling her and then we were expecting pikachu and raichu pikachu versus raichu but then ash made the switch right and mm -hmm. then gengar took it out that was a nice twist and i think they did that now because they want to save pikachu versus raichu for lieutenant surge and ash you know what i mean like something down the line it's like he's not in the gym because he's training so he has a replacement yeah. also we had um karina return and gherkin and they served the purpose of reintroducing mega evolution and then also setting up riolu which was done right like i love the fact that it's not just bringing back characters just for like the pandering and for the nostalgia but it's like to like to add on to the story gherkin was there as a side character to talk about mega evolution to go which i fuck i fucking love that they did that that was so yeah. good he didn't need to be in the episode but they did that just to like help grow help go grow and learn a bit more about pokemon so i hope when they bring back other characters they do it as well just like trainers at ash battles to help elevate his ranking and and stuff like that and um yeah, i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna like kind of pass it on to ben real quick like let you talk now with the, the <laughs> next point i'm gonna say now because i know you're gonna go off with this but like i know with the fact <laughs> yeah with the fact that they're talking about like other, other characters returning what seems the most likely now just like characters and and um which we call it companions in general for to return it seems likely that we're going to get the Alola gang to come back because mm. Alola is the only region left that we haven't visited. <laughs> it makes sense why they make this statement. Because if we go back to Alola, there's no way in hell Ash isn't going to go to Alola and not see those characters. So it's like they're, they're probably the next in line to, to be featured in an episode to come back and uh, as well as then introduce Alola to the new, this new series, you know. So I'll pass it off to you, Ben, now. Yes, precisely. Um, I've been repeating that a lot in podcasts, in reactions and reviews, on Twitter, I've been hammering it down people's brains, but we would definitely 100% see some of the Alola characters, especially because, like you said, 
when Ash goes to Alola, he cannot avoid them. He knows everyone in Alola, even on the other islands, Akala, Ula Ula, and Pony, just because he's pretty much explored every corner. We know even the recurring characters, we're probably going to see them in the background, not have interactions, but we'll see them in the background as well. So yeah, when it comes to them saying, oh, old characters will be returning, Alola does always come to my mind first, because it makes the most logical sense because of everything we've stated there. Sure, it didn't say companions, but it's just it's just impossible for not to see that in Alola. And we I have mean, seen technically the Alola gang aren't companions; they're Ash's classmates. Mm, exactly. Who he doesn't count as a companion? That's, he's just there. Ash lived with him and Burnett. They're not companions, but they're characters. Maybe that's why they worded it that way. I don't know. We'll say but Ash's friends. Terminology, yeah. I feel like the way they this news came out is very convenient considering Alola's the next region. The only region left to revisit was so like it makes sense. We're gonna see older characters would go to Alola because of how like like engraved into Alola's culture Ash was and how like revolved and involved in everything he was there like you said Ben so it's like it only makes sense like even if it's like one character the freaking the Mele Mele Island fruit lady like that's an old <laughs> character like, <you> <laughs> in Alola I'm sorry and because like um yeah stuff that we've talked about before but I feel like in the anime they made uh, they did a good job of like showing off everything in Alola and the region feels not, I don't want to say it's small, but it's like just the fact that we like it feels very close. Mm -hmm. So it's like I've been in every like like you said, been in every corner. He's been in every island with his uh, his trial. So it's like anywhere, any location he goes to, it's just like it's somewhere we've been before and probably someone he knows there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, obviously, when it comes to Ash's classmates, the only classmate that is still on Melly Melly Island, unless the others have returned, is Mallow. So yeah, Mallow would be the most likely one there, unless Lily returns or whatever. I just don't want to see the whole, you know, her meeting Mon on screen though, yeah, because yeah. they just left her on a cliffhanger there. Um, Kukri and Burnett is uh, obvious, especially because Dusk Lycanroc is in the uh, ending, which of course he lives with Kukri and Burnett. So, you know, we, we've got to see them surely, and I'm pretty sure Kukri would be the one to reveal to go. Well, not reveal to go, but say to Ash, Welcome back, champion of, and that's when Go be like, Huh? That's when he'll like freak that. out. Yeah. And it's he like, it's like, like <laughs> the trophies in his room in the last episode. What yeah, he was on the top bunk as well. Like, bro, he got the perfect view. And he still didn't even see them. Little, hmm. little butch. But yeah, Ben, it's it's funny you bring that up about um the champion thing because obviously you've been bragging on to us about it as well. Maybe for the one year anniversary, if they go to Alola, boom. Oh yes, I remember sending you guys a voice message about that. Yeah, the anniversary. Oh my God, you're right, holy shit! The, <laughs> the anniversary of Ash winning the Alola League is September fifteenth. However, yeah. if we were to put into terms of COVID nineteen, that would the episode where they go to Alola could possibly happen in around November. But that would have originally aired in September, though, if COVID nineteen yeah. never happened. So. Yeah, it would have lined in perfectly with the anniversary for Ash winning the league as well to give it. A full circle, pretty much. I'd have really appreciated that small detail. It's it's gonna happen in season one as well because we have seen a little bit in the opening as well. And I've always yeah. said this as well. It's an end of season one thing because, as like I said in the past before as well, um, Alola was the latest region before this series, so it makes sense to save that for the last region we see. And the also, perfect occasion. When you think about it, we like we're def Alola is definitely coming soon. Not just because obviously it's the only region left, but when you think in terms of every other series whenever old companions come back and event mm -hmm. like obviously we're going to see some old characters in alola it's usually like in the 40s is the earliest and we're just past episode 30 so who knows maybe in 10 more episodes 
Oh, we will get that Persolola episode, and then I feel like my my theory, my idea is that like after we finally get that initial Lola episode, because we know they've been kind of holding back because it feels it'll be way too soon to have Ash leave Alola and then like oh the first ten episodes of the new series he's back after that emotional goodbye it would kind of cheapen that so it makes sense why they're holding back on that. Um, I feel like after we get the first visit to Alola, then that's when the series is really gonna take off, and I feel like that that's what might contribute to the new intro because now they're really gonna push home that we're traveling to every region because even though we are technically seeing every region a lot of it like 50 percent of the series is in kanto so i feel like after we finally get our alola episode now we're gonna go like johto ho and sino like back to back to back different regions and really like explore everything not just sense. chill this park you know what i mean they're taking their time to establish the characters mm-hmm. goes got enough development he's got a rap boot that evolved and cinderace coming soon um <laughs> got some chloe development now she's been getting like three episodes in a row now yeah um, now that everything's established and we finally got that alola episode that seems like a good way to end the first season of this series and now season two is where we're really gonna like go crazy and do like awesome shit and lots of adventures not just sit at the fucking series park bring on some of the arcs and stuff yeah yeah bring back more because they said when characters come back they said older characters are coming um coming back like one after another so it's not just like one and here and there like no there's gonna be more mm. and more and more like this is just the beginning, you know what I mean? Like we still have a good like two and a half years to go for this series. So this is this is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm pretty sure shit's gonna get even crazier the more we get into this, you know? Precisely. And as I've said and even though as I've said before, um this series feels like a combination of both uh Sun and Moon and XY. Uh, the Sun and Moon elements just pretty much being the slice of life in Vermilion City. They can't keep catching Pokemon in Vermilion City though, because we've pretty much seen every Pokemon that lives around there and it's just simply Rattatas, Meowths, and Goldie has pretty much almost all of them there. So he has to. He's gonna catch every cancel Pokemon in Vermilion City. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Jesus Christ, even Moltres. I mean, Lugia it always seems too. to like hanging around there. <laughs> oh, oh, God. But, um, yeah, I mean, regardless of, like, just the companion talk as well, yeah, other characters definitely more appear as well because we've seen Gherkin. Um,. I don't know, just some random characters such as, I don't know, let's try to think of a first random character to pop up in our head who's not a companion. Um, Casey. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. that could be something. That <laughs> yeah, a rival is a possibility. Yeah, she was, was, was she an Ash rival? Kind of, yes and no. Uh, for, for, for the incident that she they were involved in, yeah, kind of, I guess. Yeah, and then just like gym leaders, we could see again, like, I don't know, Chuck yeah. or whatever. Um, don't know why he was the first gym leader if I came to my mind, but whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, regardless of that, yeah, I think that's all we've got to see on old returning characters, pretty much. So, let's talk about the opening visual changes. Um, it's basically just the same theme song. One, two, three, with banter teammates. <laughs> um, new visual. <laughs> And it's probably just going to update it, like maybe show off some of the new Pokemon that Ash and Go have caught in the series so far and stuff like that. Maybe um, more characters because um, something cool that I I wish they do, that I hope they do if they're really going to bring back older companions and characters. It's like kind of like an older series, how we'd get like a montage of some of the older characters that Ash has traveled with. Like I remember yeah. Diamond and Pearl and AG, we would see Misty and Tracy, Tracy, Misty and Tracy <laughs> in the background and stuff like that. Even characters who aren't main characters, but you know, they are part of Ash's journey. They show up. So maybe with the uh, talks of older characters coming back, that could just be like an update. We get to see some of the characters who are going to be appearing or play a major role. Um, obviously see new additions like Riolu who might evolve into Lucario uh, and uh, go, Cinderace. Uh, <laughs> uh. 
but more more on that later um but one of the biggest things i'm kind of hoping for and i'm sure more people are hoping for as well is just the the addition of chloe into the main gang of ash and yeah. go um and like one of the biggest things it's like how they have that little visual making a reference to the ending credits of let's go pikachu and eevee it's like go and ash are walking they're looking around the world and stuff and then chloe there's like a gap between them so she's like she's with them but she's not totally with them so maybe they can close the gap and you know just have more visuals with her along with ash and go which would be so cool especially since we've been getting more episodes dedicated to her we had we just had what is it, episode 29 was the yamper episode mm-hmm. um and then chloe made an appearance in episode 30 and she even gave ash some advice about how to handle pikachu and its jealousy and then jealousy <laughs> jealousy and it's gonna be in episode 31 with um her brother and stuff like that and she i thought it was just gonna be like episode was going to be about her brother she wasn't going to play a, a role in it but she seems to be pretty active in there with the whole feedback storyline so like she's definitely getting more development and more interest in pokemon so i wouldn't be surprised that like this new intro the updated intro was just to reflect the next phase of this of this series the season two i would say like kind of traveling more to every region after alola and like just the, the inclusion of chloe now that she's got a firmer goal and now that she's part of the group hmm yeah that definitely could... makes a lot of sense to me. And then, if she does, you know, tag along with Vash and Go uh, for once now, then we could see there, there is definitely more opportunities for storylines such as, and I hope to God she doesn't become a coordinator, but we could say, oh, can, can I we check out this Pokemon contest? And then we'll get to learn about contests again or whatnot, you know? That'd be and then that's cool. how you bring back someone like May or Dawn mm, to like exactly contest to go and and call. They're returning characters. There we go. It all comes like, together. They come back with a purpose. They're not just here because look at them. Remember them. Like they're here to like introduce a concept or like just to help progress our characters and develop them a bit more. Yeah. And then to those people who are like kind of complaining that we're not getting a new song. Well, the only reason Sun and Moon got a second opening so quickly was because it was the 20th anniversary. And that was only temporary. They went straight back to the first opening with visual changes. Um, and the same thing. The Basically. 20th anniversary ended. So yeah, this is exactly the same thing here. Just a visual change. And then around the 50s or 60s, we'll finally get our second opening. Much like how that was the case for um, XY as well. Because we had different versions of Vault. And then we got get a ban uh ban ban during uh the 50s and 60s so yeah but um enough about that let's now move on to our final main topic for today which is merchandise and uh so <laughs> um <laughs> one very important piece of merchandise that got revealed lately was merchandise revolving around the choreo which is hype you know we all knew uh Riola was going to revolve into the choreo as well uh regardless but we've also got Cinderace in the same merchandise line as Lucario. Um, battling Lucario as well in the toy mechanic thing. So yeah, there's a, there's a possibility. Well, no, no, I'm pretty sure it is go with Cinderace. And uh, I'm not too happy how quick this is. Not going to lie. What about you guys? <laughs> let's, let's, let's put it into perspective, yeah. Um, so... As we were talking about it recently, there's these, you know, merchandise um, listings that come out together to reveal certain products and stuff like that. So, for example, we've had one before where it was Satoshi versus Go, and it was like Pikachu versus Scorbunny. So, like Zach was bringing up yesterday, it could be just be relating to that for that actual line of figurines as well. So, it's yeah. going to be 
Ashes, Lucario, and Ghost Cinderace. Obviously, the one thing that we need to point out is that with these like figurines were actually teased back in March when we first got the first look at Morpeko, um, Drizal, Fwacky, Surfetch, and stuff. They were in the bottom corner of that. So it's good that we got a little insight to that as well about, oh, it's going to be Cinderace, Lucario. We already knew that Ash was going to get Riolu because that was shown all the way back in January, for, for goodness sake. But like... This is something that we were speaking about the other day, and it's, it's going to be interesting because I've seen a lot of our mutuals and friends state that they think that storyline is just going to be over now because of that, and it's going to be quite rushed. But at the same time, this is something that I wanted to bring up as well. Um, and Tom actually made a really good point about it on Twitter. Shout out, Tom. It was just talking about how there's so many more arcs to explore. And, like, you know, we've got the whole phenomenon of to do with Dynamax, Gigantamax. We've seen Ternitus and Rose now that featured... So we're going to be seeing what's going to be happening with the darkest days. Sonia even mentioned it, of course. There's a lot of possibilities in terms of the merch aspect as well, because we've seen the Eternatus figurines as well. We've even seen a Zapdos figurine. What coincidence and relevance that has? Who knows? It could be something maybe to do with the Crown Tundra, and they're just promoting their original forms compared to their Galarian. But relating back to the Lucario and Cinderace situation, obviously merches are uh, one piece of evidence that always likes to tease little bits and bobs in advance, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you guys would know as well. <laughs> Riolu. But, yeah, Riolu. Everything, man. Everything. Riolu, flipping. Oh, Dragonite. Yeah, Dragonite. When it was Dragonair, Mimi was there as well. Like People were like, why is Mimi there? Is Ash going to catch Mimi? And then where we go? When Ash went to the Battle Frontier, he flipping took on in the, um, the Flute Cup with Mimi. But like, for the Cinderace aspect, like... What was it? Episode 15, 16, where we saw... 17. Um, 17. There you go. Oh, yeah, because we didn't include episode 1. Yeah, that's true. Episode 17, we saw it evolve. Uh, Scorbunny evolved to Rabu. And then, obviously, Trey came up with a theory. Shout out, Trey, as well. With um, how maybe in episode 36, 37, 38, or around that 30-ish area, that could be relating to Cinderace and how it would evolve carrying its uh, in-game evolution level. And the fact that we're seeing all of this merch stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen like that. They haven't even updated the bloody intro, bro, with flipping Rabu. You reckon maybe in the next season they'll update the intro with Cinderace and they'll skip the whole thing with Rabu and it'll just be like, that's it. <laughs> Don't worry about Rabu. But... That's probably it when you think about it. Because yeah. like, um, even with how Ash and Go have been with their Pokemon now, um, Riolo's been like a second partner to Ash, and then now Sabo seems like the second partner to go. So I'm I wouldn't be surprised in the new intro when they do the thing and they're like zooming yeah. in on them on the hill. It's like Cinderace on Go's side, but then Sabo on his shoulder, and then you know Pikachu on Ash's shoulder, but like Lucario next to him. Yeah. Oh, that's their two partners. That's actually pretty cool, even though it's a little rushed. Yeah. But like that's <laughs> it's like especially since it seems like how soon this merchandise is, is linking to the the anime and how soon Rabu is going to be evolving. It's like, it wouldn't make sense to update the intro to have Rabu just fucking show Cinderace now. You know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of left it a little bit late on that, but obviously that was due to pandemic reasons as well. I mean, one thing everyone was like, you know, really speculated about was we're going to see Ash versus Go in a battle. And we've spoken about this loads of times on how we want to see something similar to like Sword and Shield right at the end of the series. Them two have a battle to conclude the series, you know, maybe like the whole... made it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, precisely how they had their, their battle like that. And then everyone's like, you know, we were heavily speculating about how, you know, Zash and Zamazenta could be for, following like that. Like, the heroes of many battles and stuff like that. Just a little thing to conclude the Eternatus arc. And 
maybe they get go under the ownership of both of them and they have a battle with it and you know we see Cinderace and Lucario there's so many possibilities it's it's frying our brains but I don't know what else to add on to that Zach um so one thing I will say is like uh, when it comes to this toy line um I checked on the website it's legit it seems legit I mean it's from Takara told me that's mm -hmm. where they make the toys and stuff from Japan um but it says here on the website that the toy is supposed to release September 19th so I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be in line with whenever Ash gets his Lucario and Go gets his Cinderace. Yeah. So like we can expect those evolutions to happen sometime like right before the toys release or sometime after because they wouldn't release that shit and then not have it happen for like a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. it's, like, it's happening in like two months now. That's pretty quick. For Lucario's case, I'm I'm okay with it because it feels like ever since Riolu's been hatched, Ash has been giving riolu so much attention mm. and training that's the whole point of the jealous jealousy episode last week so it makes sense i mean look riolu's been like training and battling and beating everybody like and you need lots of battles and strong friendships to evolve so it makes sense why it would evolve so fast you know what i mean when it comes to cinderace i'm not a big fan of it i mean <laughs> but one oh, way you can justify it i guess is um one if you look at it from a pokemon games mechanic like the kind of like the the way it evolves the leveling like you said Ralph, with like lining up with the episode number but also the fact that since go is catching lots of pokemon left and right like in the games let's go you get lots of experience from catching yeah. pokemon and with go catching and since this series seems to be showing off more pokemon game mechanics like maybe that's why he's leveling up so fast because go is catching so many fucking pokemon you know what i mean mm -hmm. um, so that that could like justify it and also even though it evolved quick this doesn't mean it's the end of its like arc kind of like you mentioned earlier like not not every pokemon trainer's arc is revolved around their pokemon and their evolution just because they're fully evolved doesn't mean the story is over there's still lots yeah, there's of so much to explore exactly like i mean at the end of the day like raboot score bunny cinderace there's really nothing there's no like, there's no story arc with it right now it's just like ghost companion pokemon and it had an edgy phase and now it's kind of out of that edgy phase so that story arc is already kind of done when you think about it you know what i mean yeah. so i'm imagining once it's a cinderace maybe there's a new like Gigantic. story arc between them two that i don't know maybe because you know it shows interest and wants to battle maybe that's their thing now it wants to battle and then like it wants to compete with ash not saying that's what they're, they're gonna battle now but you know maybe that's why they wanted it to evolve fast enough so it can compete with ash's pokemon um be a good training partner for ash because look Go was helping Ash train in the last episode, and his Farfetch got fucking whacked by <laughs> by Riolu. So, like, giving him a Cinderace now, now he can compete with Ash a bit. Maybe I'm not saying he's doing the Galar Gym Challenge because that's a lot of the talk that people want to happen. Maybe I don't know, but like, it's Gains still very inspiration for Battlelink. Yeah, they could do something else with it. You know what I mean? I, I doubt they're gonna show another trainer with the Cinderace because he's ah. the main character. They they yeah. want to show it off with Go. So maybe he does have an arc where he wants to start battling. And participates in the World Coronation series because Rabu did show interest in that episode that Ash was in the Vermilion Gym. Like maybe mm. that's why they're making him evolve so fast, so he can be able to participate as well. You know what I mean? And yeah. Ghost Ghost seen on numerous occasions how Ash battles, like you know, in World Championship battles outside as well. And he's like, "Oh my God, you're you're really odd when you do that thing." And then he's like, "Oh wow, so that's what you meant after all." After he wins the battle and he shows strategy, so he's 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 gained an insight already to how Ash battles. So, like you said, he's bound to like pick something up along the line. And if they do have that inevitable battle, hopefully, then it's going to be epic. I hate yeah. to bring this up as well, but we have seen 
companions such as Serena pick up points from Ash battling as we've seen in such as the cosplay episode where she used Pikachu. She remembered some of Ash's strategies, so yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Out of all the companions, Serena, Ben. Yeah, that's why I said I hate to break it up. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, we've even seen Go Command Pikachu to use a Thunderbolt before as well, so... You know, he's, he's, he's been watching Ash carefully. He like, knows. The, the more I think about it, it seems like they're setting him up to to battle, to do something yeah. battle-related. Because when you think about it, his goal is to catch every Pokemon. Okay, that's cool. And he's been doing that on the side. But it's like, with all the other ways they've been developing Go, it seems like they're definitely setting him up to do something else on the side while he's catching Pokemon because he had a whole episode. Episode 7 was all about introducing Pokemon battles to go. He was like, yeah. didn't like this. I'm just going to catch Pokemon because I suck at this. And at the end, after seeing Miami Battle, he was like, oh, that's what Pokemon Battle's about. That looks fun. You know, all these episodes that are dedicated to introducing mechanics to the games, like Mega Evolution with episode 25, and now we're going to get the trading episode. That might be the episode to introduce trading to go. Like, it seems like they're like just giving him all the Pokemon world mechanics to set him up. And that's why he's like his Cinderace is evolving pretty fast. I mean, even let's say, all right, it's too it's too soon for him to have Cinderace, but he has other fucking Pokemon. He has a Bee Drill. He has a giant Golurk. He has a Darmanitan. He has other strong Pokemon as well. So it's like it's crazy to think about. It just feels weird because we never had like a companion Pokemon evolve this fast. Because most po- most companions they catch their Pokemon in their first stage and then we watch them evolve it as the series progresses yeah. but I mean, go and ash are catching fully evolved pokemon early on so that they can compete i i i would like refuse to believe that goes catching these strong ass pokemon just so they could sit at the fucking park yeah they don't like what to protect the bloody flipping lab like come on man they've got to have more purpose Scoff it, man. we're gonna, we're gonna be aware of like, that before like, cypher actually wants to fight as well it had determination but obviously it got wrecked in the tournament but, like, he's actually got Pokemon that have pure strength and they want to have show, like, of their raw power in battle as well. Like, he's got... This guy's lucky, man. He's already got, what, over, like, 50 Pokemon already? He could literally set up a team if he wanted to now, but he's still gaining that expertise and inspiration, I guess, obviously, from Satoshi. I won't be too mad as long as they handle it well. You know what I mean? That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. Because I remember saying to you guys last... Was it last night on WhatsApp? I can't remember. But I said on WhatsApp regardless... That uh, Pokemon Journeys to me feels both rushed, but also not at the same time. It's yeah. so weird how they, how I feel about that. And uh, as soon as I saw the whole Cinderace thing, I was like, okay, this definitely feels rushed. But just as long as they give a good enough reason for it, and we see them do a lot more, like you guys were saying, but I'll I'll be happy with it. I guess just. At the moment, it is just kind of eh to me, though. If Cinderace evolves just to stand there next to Go and just like help him cast Pokemon, I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be mad. Why rush that evolution if he's not gonna do shit? You know what I mean? Exactly. The whole purpose of him having his buddy Pokemon, what, just to stand there, not actually like have a proper like outline of events that have like shown its development and stuff. Can't just be like that. Yeah, it's helping Go catch Pokemon, but flipping it, come on, give it a bit more than that. You made us lose cute ass Hibani for this shit. For just just to stand there and look cool. No, the furries are gonna like it. <laughs> oh, oh <God>. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> but um, there we go. We've gone through every topic today, boys. That was a very fun discussion. It's uh, good to be back. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys did enjoy listening to this podcast as well, if you're watching on YouTube, then please be sure to consider leaving a like, a share. 
And if you're new here, then subscribe to all of our channels along with the info's bell icon to stay in loop with all things Pokemon anime related. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, then uh, a share is just enough and a like. Thank you for watching everybody. This is Entity Maze, Lumos Transact, and the Pokeref. Signing out. Thank you for watching.